space, final frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, a new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim. With me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And Dr. Squee. Ahoy, hoy. And joining us this week, for those of you who are watching on the live stream, is Theodore, who has an interest in this episode. For anyone who's not watching on the live stream, Theodore is a bearded dragon. But for this week, he's an honorary uh, gone. I was going to say, for a minute, we couldn't see what it was. It was disappearing from yeah. the background. Yeah, well, he's gone cloaking technology. He's going to be sat there um, and hopefully won't bite me or anything during the episode. Oh, he's off. Who's going to lay some <laughs> eggs in daddy? Who's going to lay some eggs in daddy? <laughs> so, we're talking about all those who wander the penultimate episode of the first season of Strange New oh. Worlds. Which, yeah, I mean, as you can, again, those of you watching on the live stream can see we've got unique backgrounds this week. Bit of a an Aliens vibe this week. Sorry, I thought it was like Gremlins. I got totally confused. It's always like Gremlins. Sorry with yeah. what happened to Heather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a new batch literally catching <laughs> out. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, we're not the first to point this out, but, and I will admit, the first time I watched this episode through, I found it pretty distracting. Like, I think we've talked about how you can do episodes where you're doing storylines that we've already done, and, you know, you've got the virus episode, you've got the crew going mad episode, and so on and so on. But this episode was, hey, let's just do Aliens and see how that goes, which I thought it was a bit too on the nose, a little bit too obvious. And, yeah, it did detract from it for me. When I watched it the second time, I once I knew how much of an Aliens rip-off we were going to get, I was a bit more comfortable with it and I could enjoy yeah. a little bit more of what it was actually doing. But, yeah, I just thought it was a wee bit too much. And that's see, my... This is, this is one of the things which would usually isolate me as a geek, and I know it will kind of shock some, but, like, I, I do like the Alien films, but they're not particularly my jam. Like, I love, I, I enjoy them, I think they're very good, but just not one of those ones which is, like, in my top favourites, which I get they are for most people in my generation or our generation. So I think that was my, kind of my superpower going into this because yeah. when people said it, I could say I could see the obvious similarities when people point out, but because I wasn't particularly looking for it, I didn't notice it until people point out. So I got to enjoy this kind of first run. I think a bit more than most fans. No, I think there was quite a few references that were very on the nose when they were in sick bay and it's and it started with the coming out. That's when it was alien. Yeah, it, it doesn't uh, hurt the comparisons, the fact that they literally burst from your chest. No. Well, <laughs> you know, I, and then you have it with aliens, how it's a little girl who goes hiding in a corner. And then you have at the end, uh, how Heather jumps off 
as the aliens as, as the goal is starting to burst off in. Yeah. So it dies off, which is what we got in Alien 3. No homage to Alien Resurrection, though, which um, <laughs> isn't too much of a surprise. Well, we've got Heather to come back, you see. Yeah, or Prometheus. We could do Prometheus. Um, so I don't know, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into them as we go through the episode, but I just wanted to get that off my chest to begin with. Like, I didn't mind. I didn't mind it. It didn't ruin the episode no. for the first time watching. I, I enjoyed the episode, but I could very clearly see what it was. Yeah, I mean, away. for me... To anyone who's seen the thumbnail that I put up... Well, well, we were away this weekend, so I actually didn't get the thumbnail till Monday, so... Yeah, it's... First chance I had, it's got Sigourney and Newt on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I say, for me, it, it, it crossed that line from... Oh, that's a, a bit of a fun reference to really they're gonna have a little girl as well. Like we're taking it a uh, bit far. No now, pun but. intended, but it was a, a very blatant Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. Um so anyway, we'll we'll put the alien jokes to one side and do our job properly. So um Yes, right, here's my thesis on why it's like Gremlins 2, the new batch. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode then picks off pretty much where we left off last week, which is with the escape pod from the Nostromo floating in space. <laughs> I jest, I jest, of course. Um, no, we get a we get a log from Ahura, and we find out Ahura's at the end of a rotation on the Enterprise, and so. Mm. Going on sort of what we've done previously this season, you'd be thinking, well, this is going to be an out-and-out Ahura episode, but though we do get a bit of development for Ahura, I'd say this is pretty much an ensemble episode, this. Can I just also throw in the fact that something I said to you, uh, you guys in the chat, which we have between us, I love the fact that, you know, when you watch these back, we've commented before on the fact that they put in these things which when you watch it back you go oh that's a reference to that and that leads to that and mm -hmm. all this right the first opening clip they've got is a her going oh i don't really know what my um destiny is what's yours hammer well to do this before i die and then yeah. he dies at the end of it like when you're watching it back the second time and that's the first thing you see it's like oh you bastards it was right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you think it leads into the horror storyline as you say which uh, kicks off the episode yeah one of these weeks will first time watching it'll be Right, what did I say in the first sentence? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that's it now. We've got to pay really close attention next week because... But, oh, they're not usually that blatant. This one, though, no. bloody hell, the first thing you hear is what the episode's going to turn out to be about. <laughs> I liked... Uh, sorry, this is a bit of a tangent, but um, okay. the previously ons, there's an episode of Buffy and it... It's just after Giles gets fired from the Watchers Council, so spoilers for season three of Buffy. Um, but it literally goes, previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but it just has this clip where the guy goes, you're fired. And then the episode starts, and you're like, <laughs> why did you bother? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's well, the one it, after the it, It's probably been six months since it was last on. Don't Maybe. get how TV used but to be. Buffy's... You, recaps used to be quite long and you'd get quite a lot yeah. but it was just like nope you just need to know you're fired for this <laughs> the program one I had was when they had the musical episode it was the episode after that uh, Tabula Rossa oh, yeah. I think it is and because uh, the, 
they're trying not to use any musical clips because otherwise you're just using clips from songs. <laughs> like they had yeah. to really cobble together clips from other episodes or or little bits of talking. I think they might have used from the talk from the singing episode. But I just thought that was so much fun. Like that yeah. must have taken something so long to glue it together. And they must have looked at that other episode going, it's like, what, you're allowed to do just you're fired. That's all I had to do. Yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> While we're on recaps then, another one that was brilliant is um the Ronald D. Marr Battlestar Galactica. What they did a couple of times was put stuff on the previously that hadn't actually happened but they wanted you to have a little bit more background in. Like, there's one where they go, oh, Hilo's been assigned to do this on the Tauron ship. And I remember watching it, and because we, we, like, binge-watched it, and I was like, I really don't remember that happening. And I Googled it, and they were like, no, we just didn't want to waste time in the episode setting it up, so we put <laughs> it in the previously on, just to to get him there at the start. I'm like, you can't do that. That's You're lying to you, us. That goes right back to the old, which we've talked about before, your old 50s. It does, actually, yeah. And where the, the last episode you saw them drive off the cliff and all die, and at previously you see the car going towards the cliff, and they open the doors and jump yeah, out. Yeah, you're right. It's it's like, the, yeah, that never happened. It's, <laughs> the, it's the modern equivalent of that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, For anyone who watched Boston Legal, that was another one. They had uh, the first series... They did 13 episodes. They'd shot a 14th one. Then they decided, as opposed to picking them up for the back half, they would go straight to the second series and retool right. it and all this stuff. Uh, the network decided to do this. And they had this whole filmed episode. So they showed a next time on Boston Legal, and it never happened. Oh, and when cool. they came back, they had to reshoot most of that. Like, like they used one storyline from it with the few actors who got kind of taken forward into the next series. But there were so many you got called, they had to just cut half the episode. Oh, so you've got cool. a... Next time on, which never, you know, saw the light of day. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we'll have to do, like, a whole episode just on previously ons. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, so back to this episode. Ensign Duke gets promoted then. Wait a minute. Yes. Isn't Duke one of the colonial marines in Aliens? Is it? Mm, I have a yeah. I just, might I just be. really enjoyed you go, like... Here's oh. a hurrah and someone else you've never heard of getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of getting, getting you know, passing through their training. Oh, and by the way, Ensign Nobody Duke is his name, is he? Yeah. Like, we're going to make you a lieutenant as well. It's like, how yeah. I didn't see that Duke was going to be cannon fodder, I do not oh, know. Oh, I <laughs> did, so yeah. Obvious. Well, to be fair, this episode starts quite light. And mm, with you, yeah. it, it, takes a, it takes a sharp right turn. Yeah. Yeah. And it was such a fun open. I love the fact, yeah, you've got... Pike cooking seems to be a staple we're going to get, which I yeah. I love that. That's a nice little character yeah. beat. And he talks while he's cooking. That's his way of relating to the crew. And just roping Spock into do the, doing the, the dishes and he's like really pissed off looking in his face. And I've been thinking about what you guys have said previously because I do, like for me, I think the writing has got better for Spock as they've gone along. But I, I'm not convinced that's purposeful character development. It just seems to be written better. It's like they've learned to write better for him. Mm. It doesn't feel like the character's developed into that. They've just written him better for who he becomes later. I think there's things that they're putting in, and it's things that are annoying him and, like, bugging that he's slipped up here. It's why he becomes so good later on that he, he does know everything about every yeah. member of the crew. Mm. And he spends the time reading records and he's up to date with everything. And it's, So he don't get caught out. 
Oh, I, I more felt like it was, it felt to me more like how they bust his chops in the original series. Like Kirk and uh, Bones would always bust the chops if he said anything, anything even slightly, yeah. you know, outside of established Vulcan, whatever. Uh, and I feel like they're doing that here. And it's just so much fun to have that again, even if it is slightly uh, a copy. That, that somehow with Pike, it just feels like its own thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like where they've got Spock at the minute is that. He's getting to the. He's realizing that he's showing human traits, and he's getting embarrassed by it. And I think okay. that's gonna yeah. play into. Presumably, he takes the decision to make a a major sort of what's the word transition from where he is in terms of trying to balance it to going all out Vulcan. Subduing the human side. And I think maybe that's what we're going to get. But, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it as I, we I go. I just feel like he, he feels like more of a unique Spock character now. Like, at the beginning of this series, it was just he may as well have been any crew member because mm. he wasn't really acting that logical. I feel like we need him to be a certain amount logical to make his character pop as a Spock or something yeah. different. You know, again, it's fine to have him on the journey, but you got to have him partway on the journey already. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, he's certainly last couple of episodes, he's felt more Spockish. And just fuck whatever they're doing with the rest of the Vulcans. Make them more Vulcan. Yeah. Sorry, that, that's my other slight, more contentious point. And while, uh, while we're on the subject of Ensign Duke, or now Lieutenant Duke, I owe him a drink now. Um, and sorry, it was Drake from Aliens I was getting him mixed up with. I apologise for accusing this episode of being more like Aliens. Um, Ensign Duke, and I want to put this politely, is not your typical thin Hollywood actor. And I think that's really good because you, we never ever saw that on the original series, Next Gen, particularly with the men... Can I make an argument for the original series? Because mm-hmm. it's sort of like, even though they tried not to address it, as they went on, Kirk was as they went kind on, of more, yes, but... he, he kind of reminds me, he, he might have been like a, uh, a contemporary of Kirk is what he made me think of. Maybe so. He was a little bit portly, maybe his hair receding just a little bit and he's trying to act like it is, you know, like, he just reminded me but a bit. Yeah, you know, speaking as a man who does not have the most athletic build, it's nice to see a bit of representation yeah. on telly and nothing be made of it. And, and we won't mention of Kirk wearing the corset. Yes, before those days. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, they get called on the mission. Like you said, Pike doing his briefing over dinner. It does lead us to think this is going to be light-hearted. And even the way yeah, he talks well, about he the mission. Well, jokes, doesn't he? Yeah. And Lan looks so pissed off with it. I love it. He's yeah. doing his dad jokes like, don't make, take, make me turn this thing around. And then she's just rolling her eyes. It's just so yeah. nice. And the the way they sort of talk about it is quite light-hearted. Like, oh, I'll take the cadets out for another run. It'll be fine. And you can take yeah. the Enterprise and do oh, this. Oh, good. Nothing's going to go wrong. Mm. So I did like that it gets acknowledged that Lan's seen a counsellor. So we, we talked about this a lot yeah. in Discovery, how they kept teasing that we were going to deal with ideas of PTSD and things like that. And the fact that even though she doesn't seem immensely happy about it, the fact that she's doing that. And number one even sort of calls it out and says, oh, it's the, I can't remember what they called it, but like, you know, the Starfleet counselling service or whatever. And she's like, you know, it's good. So I think that's that's just a a nice little moment. 
Um, I'll even throw in the fact, I think the fact that she wasn't happy about it made it more realistic. Yeah. And, you know, it's you don't have to be happy about going for counselling. You just have to know it's something you need and you're going to make the effort. Sometimes yeah. it is that. And and it's also the fact that um, the fact they've done it so, so it's off screen. They've mentioned it. You can show her in a counselling session later or you can leave that as a lovely note yeah, exactly. without doing what. Sort of like um, I feel felt like Discovery sometimes fell between two st- two stools with it, mm. and just I, I I like this take on it. So you know, again, if they didn't follow up on this, this would be fine. Whereas Discovery sometimes does that, features it, and then doesn't follow up on it. Whereas this was nicely done. I think. Yeah, so far it's been I like the way they're handling it. I also like when they're talking about this ship that they're off to recover. What's it called? The Salako or something? Anyway, I can't remember. And um, they say something along the lines of, oh, well, you know, it's built from the same parts as the Constitution. So, you know, a.k.a. it's going to be the Enterprise sets redressed slightly, <laughs> which I've not a problem with. I mean, like that episode of DS9, Empok Noor, where yeah. it's just the same station. No problem with it. And I like it when they they point this out and just go... It's better to do that than to go and the ship from the exterior looks completely different than you get inside but and you're like, wait a minute. Internally looks exactly the same. Yeah, and uh, they did it with the uh, Yamato. Isn't mm. it the Yamato, the uh, twin yeah. ship with the... Yeah, it, exactly, and, yeah. I, I kind of like it, though. I don't know why, because you know in your head, as an adult especially, that it's the same set they use Yeah. But it's like, oh, it's exciting. They're on a ship just like the ship they just came from. It's like, that shouldn't be that exciting. But it's just like, it's like another ship, which like its twin ship crashed. You know, the, one that always, the one that always blags my head is Star Trek II, the fact that they filmed all the Enterprise scenes, then redressed the set to be the Reliant and filmed all the Reliant scenes. Yeah. And no. There's, no. Yeah. So there's just part of me that cannot wrap my head around the fact that they weren't talking to each other at the same time, that they were recording weeks apart. Magic. I know it's movie magic, but... Um, and it was in space, so it's another case of space magic. There you go, hey. more space magic. I like that Hemmer's l- loving the ice planet, like he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, just... it feels like home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just me. It does he look like a bit of a rock star there. He wears his jacket slightly and slightly more jaunty angle. Yeah, he does, actually. Well, he's just got his, he's got, he's like he's on a summer, summer outing. With yeah, that true. Thinking it's lovely. Like, all the rest of the crew's all uh, wrapping up everybody. And he's there, oh, this is lovely. This is grand. I like this. I think also with the kind of like ice background and everything, if he just just like suddenly revealed the guitar from behind his back and started playing it, I would have bought that. I would have been totally into <laughs> yeah. it. Because the one thing which I was um, I want to say about last week's episode, one thing I particularly note with um, with Hemner, and he, like in the other episode, obviously he was one of the only ones still playing himself, but he doesn't do an alien voice. Like, most people in prosthetics end up doing some sort of alien voice. Like, even Worf yeah. is a slightly more dialed-up version of mm. uh, Michael Dorn's accent. You've got uh, Pink Skin, whatever his name was, in um, in Enterprise, when he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm an Andorian, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they all feel the need to. And he just does his voice. It's so much more effective to, for it, because he's got quite a cool, gravelly, yeah. interesting voice anyway. And I don't think there's many cases where people are in the makeup that they, you know, in those um, prosthetics, they don't end up doing some sort of voice. Maybe it's when he's being blind that he doesn't see the difference of how he looks. Other people know how he looks. He can obviously feel he's got prosthetics on. 
But yeah, being blind what's mm. simulating that too. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not looking at the makeup and going, "Oh, I can get a feel for this character." He's just yeah. Mm, maybe I never even thought about the fact that prosthetics so much influences people's voices. So it's kind of nice as a change when you, you know, this made me notice how everyone else does do it. Yeah, we'll have to like look out for interviews with the actor to to see if he comments on any of that. Um, yeah, it's really good. So the mystery, such that it is, not unlike. In Aliens, where they have to go to LV426 to work out well, what's happened to the colonists. Well, this but... is uh, also from the trailer, isn't it? Before we got the series dropped, we got this with the, with oh, the, well, yeah. the ship crashed. And everyone immediately <laughs> was the Enterprise's crashed. True, yeah. Also, <laughs> if you think about it, where they suddenly discovered this ship or building, if you if you like to think of it metaphorically as, is currently infested with all these little creepy things <laughs> everywhere. Much like gremlins, say, in a new batch it's in Hollywood. Ca- yeah, and, it's sorry, kind not in New York, like, wherever they are. Yeah, and they've, they, they've sort of demolished Chinatown, where the, the, the gone used to live, and now they've had to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you notice that one gone who said, no, let me talk to you. It, it, it yeah. might have got cut from the episode. I can't remember. I think I might have seen it in deleted scene. So they find an alien guy. Uh, and this, I really loved the the effect. It looked like it was sort of almost like puppet, puppetry work. It reminded me of Farscape yeah. or something. It reminded me of the aliens from um, Prodigy a little bit. Like, you know, the, uh, uh, yeah. the little girl who's a big character. Kind of remind me a little bit of her, her kind of look and yeah, it's it was. Yeah, I know anyway. this sounds silly, but it, it it was very alien for a Star Trek alien. Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't as obviously humanoid. So I really liked the the level of sort of detail that's gone into that because you really don't need to do that for what's essentially a throwaway character. But the fact that they have done shows a lot of care and attention to detail. And, and I like how when they start talking, uh, Khan goes, Universal Translator's not working. Oh, yeah. And then shouts to her, yeah. and she's there straight away. That's not how ling- linguistics work. Yeah. And then immediately realizes what, he, what he's trying to do. So it's yeah. exactly how linguistics yeah. work. <laughs> it's it, like, this isn't how it works, but I'm just this good, all right? <laughs> reminds me a bit of. Um, in The Force Awakens, where Finn says, we'll use the Force, and Han Solo says, that's not how the Force works. Because, <laughs> um, to your point about the alien as well, I think because it looked a bit more like a puppet, that's why it didn't, it didn't look awfully CGI for me, which I still think CGI, there's still something a lot of the time where it kind of like just doesn't feel quite real. I thought this felt like a really... Yeah, no, I, th- I mean, I would guess that this one was mainly... Prosthetics and puppetry. Um, they might be using puppetry on part of it as well. Yeah, but yeah, maybe it's CGI enhanced. CGI enhanced. I know they do a lot yeah. of these days. But anyway, then they find Newt or Rebecca or whatever she's actually called in this episode. Um. Yeah, I mean, th- this was for me the point where I was just like, "Oh, they're taking the piss now." I mean, come on. But I'm over it, I'm over it. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> Chapel and Spock are talking about Vulcans and anger issues, which they do 
you get a little mini arc for that this episode. Like we talk about it here, and then we see <coughs> we see him implement it in arguably a positive way slightly later to take on the Gorn, but then we see it sort of overwhelm him at the end. Oh, so yeah, you can't read it back in. I did mm. enjoy Spock Berserker mode. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. but it was a little bit on the nose to go. It's like Spock. You know, getting angry sometimes is a good thing. Oh, I wonder if that's going to come up later in the episode. It was yeah. a little bit too... I would like this if it was if they put that into the last episode so you kind of layer it in advance. Yeah, It just maybe. felt a little on the nose to have it mentioned just a scene before he goes full berserk. And, like, you've got... Chapel says that to him. And then uh, Kirk Sr. Uh, Samuel Kirk says, um, oh, yeah, yeah. What? Don't you ever get mad? And it's like everything is saying what he's about to do. Yeah. Yeah, and Samuel, you see, you get a lot of sort of antagonism between, <coughs> I'm saying Kirk and Spock, but you know what I mean this episode, which I found interesting. Um, but I've got a bit to talk about with that later on. So then I thought this bit fell a bit flat for me, where you get Lance sort of interrogating you and... Mabenga says, don't you have a go at my daughter? And I was like, oh, that's a bit... It just yeah. felt a bit clumsy for me. I get what they're going for, which is, you know, obviously he's just kind of lost his daughter and there's a bit well, of transference going on, but... Well, there's also that... He's, I know he's mentioned it to number one, but not a lot of the crew knew actually knew what was going on. True, and, yeah. And so they still won't know that. Last week, he actually lost his daughter. Yeah, I've not thought of it. And you've got to remember, sometimes you're really traumatised by these events, much like Billy's neighbours in Gremlins 1, which in the second movie, he's out for vengeance because that had just happened. I'm just saying, it's all there. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, sometimes you're traumatised by things like an alien wiping out all of your crew. and uh, then you, I'm not seeing it. I think, I think it's And then you work. come back to Earth and... You've got to confront them again, a bit like Lan has to this episode. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we're still 50-50 on whether it's Gremlins 2 or Aliens. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I just thought it was a bit too ham-fisted the way he just says, you know, don't say that about my daughter or whatever. And they don't yeah. really follow up on it a lot. It's just kind of, yeah, I don't think it needed that. You... Oh, I don't know. I thought it was a nice way of nodding to it without going yeah. too much into it. And also, I did like the fact that straight away, he's like saying, it's like, uh, oh, God, like, that's that's trauma from previous half. And she's going, it's like, no, I'm not. And she's going, no, it's talking about me. Like, he, he yeah. is so... I liked it. You don't often get scenes. Yeah, that was he's nice. He's made the slip up, admits it straight afterwards. It was quite, You're quite right. nice. You're right. Yeah, that, that, that was nice how he sort of admitted it. And, but then he's like, but you, you know, you still can help her and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think him admitting his problem like took the like made her able to because she was he wasn't challenging her, he was admitting to his own stuff, and that made Lan able to mm. sort of open up a bit more, which is difficult for her. I like that. Yeah. It's a bit counselory without him trying to be even. Yeah. Then the gone burst out of the Farscape guy's back, not chest, it's his back. So it's totally different. These are not chest bursters. <laughs> These are back bursters. In fact, that's oh, what, a bit... What you, 
More like really? gremlins, if we think I was going to say, how do the gremlins form? They pop out the back, don't they? They yeah. do, actually, yeah. So you're right. There you go. We'll, we'll put one in the gremlins column, as opposed to how one. many we... One. You can have one oh, oh. for bursting out of the back. Are you um, suggesting my other ones have been tenuous so then, far? <laughs> but then we get Predator because the Gorn have got Predator vision, so... Yeah. Yeah. So... Bond very violent. We're just going all the... All the, 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 the so, 80s. Oh, are we saying we finally got the Gremlins alien Predator crossover we always wanted? That would be we pretty have. cool. I reckon the Gremlins could win that. I reckon they'd, oh, yeah. they'd enjoy themselves the most, regardless yeah. of whether they won or not. Yeah, and as much as I do love the second one, I just want the really evil, just sadistic, no-mind-to-them gremlins kind of going up against other aliens. Yeah. And then Duke gets well dead. Well, yes. not before the other ensign gets dead. Oh, sorry, you're right, the other ensign he goes first. Like, the ball not literally ravenous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe this is the way, you know, we've previously had red shirts or like um, O'Brien or Harry Kim are usually the people that get killed in various situations. In this one, maybe it's every time someone gets promoted who is Nahura. Yeah, oh yeah, that could be. Oh, it's everyone who isn't in a red shirt. Yeah, the red shirt's maybe. the safe shirt. Um, and then Actually, no, we lose that at the end. <laughs> Then Newt tells us that the crew tricked them into going outside, uh, as well as, you know, the fact that they mostly come at night, mostly. Um, so, yeah, the, I like the fact that they have thought this through, like, okay, that's why they were no longer a threat. They, they, they got tricked to go outside, and that's how they got rid of them, but we've accidentally let them back in, and yeah. that's why we've got a problem now. Um, and I'd also then, give a nod. Sorry, I know we slightly passed past it, but I do also sort of love the fact that Lan, to begin with, is really psycho on this mm. kid. It's like, where are they? What are they doing? Tell us now. <laughs> like, this kid's obviously traumatized. The kid's still communicating with the alien to go, no, no, well, easy. Leave, leave her. No, she, yeah. she doesn't mean it. Like, the kid's being more emotionally open than she is after everything <laughs> she's been through. And then it takes a while for Lan to come around. Just, just yeah, but that, then she takes on this almost mother-like approach, a little bit you like... Mean like something like someone who likes shooting people and could handle killing some of these mm. aliens, looking after her? Yeah, being well, through... I think she's she's blagging it a lot. She's sort of bullying it, if you will. Yeah. Mm. Been through a similar sort of experience. Yeah, it looks and... a bit like a Ripley. Yeah. Like Been through a brief experience with another batch of these things. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, and then I liked Team he Team. I've got it written down. Hemora strikes again. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you see that? I <coughs> I kind of love the fact that they've chosen to kill off a character which they've taken ages to establish. Yeah. Because it's such a brave thing to do. But at the same time, man, he was good. And man, him and her was. Yeah, I was looking it. forward to more. It's more Hemmer. Yeah. It. It was a shock. Yeah, yeah. because do you know what? It, the thing I liked as well is that, you know, I've, I've already made my points about Spock and everything, and I do enjoy Spock in this, but he can be overpowering almost in some episodes because, because they know he's a legacy character. They've given him a lot to do when we already know about him. I'd rather have a bit more with him now and with these characters we don't know. With, yeah. Mm. so interesting. Like yeah, a When we start that out, 
I'll take a step aside. No, exactly. Not, and no. I'll give I'll give you a horror that they've done a really great job of. This is a different stage of horror, and she hasn't become a horror yet until she becomes that. And given the fact that in the 60s they could only do so much with the yeah. character, even though Michelle Nichols and the writers did a great job with what they're yeah. allowed to do, you can do so much more with the character now. So there's a kind of good reason to go back to her character younger. With Spock, I as I don't know as much if I need him to be so front and centre in every episode. I Whereas, like, again, yeah. I want I want to see some new characters. And Kirk, well, obviously not the Kirk, but yeah, Kirk starts being a bit of a dick to Spock at this point. And which, it's always bothered me when you watch Operation Annihilate and Captain Kirk goes, oh, this is my brother George and he's dead. And there's just that really weird bit where Spock goes like, serves you right for what happened on that icy planet, you dickhead. And, you know, I've just always wondered... What that was about, and now finally, after fifty years, we we've we've got our answer. So there you go. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, this is the other thing. It's like just just shoving in Kirk's brother, whereas no one ever mentions that they knew his brother before. Yeah, you uh, think when Spock, they... yeah. you'd think Spock would go, oh yeah, and he served with me, or yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, together. I like the guy. Yeah, yeah. So it took me a lot about emotions. CGI gone then. Better than Enterprise. Yeah. And it was CGI baby gone, wasn't it still? Yeah, still CGI like baby gone. So you can still in your head go, oh, well, it grows up to look like in the original series. So we'll um, we'll let that and, one go. now. And, and if they, they want to show the uh, new ones, like fully grown gone at one stage, and they change them a bit, as long as they're true to the idea. Yeah. That's fine. You know, like we were saying before about the ship design. It's very true to the Enterprise, yeah. even if it doesn't look like the original. Well, let's be honest. What they had for makeup effects and all that back in the 60s and the budget, yeah, things have got to look oh, different now. Absolutely. Like we've, got to, like, we've talked about the Klingons before. I know there's controversy of how they went in the 2009 movie and what they did in Discovery. But if we look at the Klingons... Well, the motion picture mm. onwards through right through Voyager uh, into Enterprise. That look is very different to original series. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Because the makeup effects are better. Yeah, yeah, and, and in early two thousand, and recently they got worse. Apparently, you like you say. I'm sorry, just the the two thousand nine movie where they had armor on, which like over their faces, which is very unclean on. And yeah, then you've got, uh, then you've got whatever those purple monstrosities were. I just, I don't know. It was another disease that was going yeah. around. <laughs> I mean, you did have a bit of uh, Klingon erotica as well at one stage. You, you saw Klingon boobs in one episode. That was just very strange. I don't know the Duras sisters. You practically saw Klingon boobs yeah, quite often. Yeah, I have no problem with the Duras sisters. I was going to say, not practically enough for my liking, but that's <laughs> <a little story. laughs> Um. Oh, another thing I wanted to say about the Gorn. So, I think we need to clear this up. A lot of people online have been saying, well, it's ridiculous because this episode makes the Gorn look so strong and so vicious that there's no way Kirk could have been able to fight one hand-to-hand. You're missing the point. That shows what a badass Captain Kirk was. Captain Kirk could do Kirk through. Exactly. Like... If anything, it just makes you more appreciative. And it was on an alien planet that was under the influence of the Metrons, yeah. who probably 
temp- tempered the goal to make it more fair fight. And he made a bazooka out of bits of <laughs> dust and yeah. stuff. So, so fair and, and whatever. The, and the bazooka, diamond bazooka wasn't able to pierce the goal. There you go. So no, I'd also throw in there like a couple of things which are in this episode just straight off the bat. Their baby goal, which maybe they attack in packs more effectively when they're babies. Maybe they've got an extra ability when they're younger. There's no reason why they get universally strong as they get older. Like, they, they are in a pack, so they get to work together and sh- sort of strategize, probably through clicks and whistles or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is one lone goal on the planet. And again, we don't know what their abilities are as adults versus as babies. They've actually made the babies seem a lot more hardcore. Yeah, they have. I mean, uh, you know, kids are quite vicious. Like what lizards do, and the fully developed smaller versions of the adults. Yeah, and all I'm saying is, but the bard vicious, and yeah. they obviously attacking everything neat to eat it because of how fast they grow. And exactly, they're young, they're hungry. You might say it was a new batch. Just saying, could do. You could also say, you know, last time we saw the gorn, there was only one. This time, it's war. Several gone. You could call it if Arena was called Gone. This episode could be called Gone's. Is what I think. I'm not seeing any similarity. I don't know what you're driving at there. And Hema gets slimed, which will become much more important later on. And yeah, we start sort of wrapping up towards the end here. So they come up with a plan to lure the Gone in. Now, personally. What I would have done is I would have taken off and nuked the site from orbit because it's the only way to be sure. But that's not what they decide to do. Yeah, Instead, they sort of under orders to recover the ship. Yeah, almost like you know, the only thing that would make it worse is if they had like a company bureaucrat there who was trying to get a gone back to Earth or something like that <laughs> to study it. But fortunately, that doesn't happen. Maybe it was the head of studio who ordered Oh, that. maybe, yeah, yeah. They looked a bit like Lex Luthor's dad. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Christopher Lee as well, working in a lab. Um, yeah, so this is where Spock taps into his anger and, like you say, he goes all full-on sort of berserker rage Spock and he almost goes for Kirk at one Ooh. point and Kirk's like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Well, Kirk, Kirk actually drags him backwards through it. Through the door, yeah. Drop the guard in there. You know what? I, I saw him say, Fuck you to Kirk, though. Like, I'm sorry, Kirk, you are asking to get emotional. This is what happens. You yeah. unleash the Vulcan beast. Exactly. Um, and then, yeah, eventually, yeah, they they trick the guard, they get it there, they zap it, they freeze it, and smash it up a bit like in Terminator 2. Someone's definitely a James Cameron fan on the Strange <laughs> New Worlds. That's all I'm saying. Have we had the abyss yet? <laughs> anyway. Uh, but we yeah. had a bit of Ghostbusters with uh, Emma getting slimed. Yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah. There's a re- Do you think, like, the like, oh, Stranger Things is really popular. We need to tap into this 80s nostalgia, but just in a, <laughs> a really that, weird yeah. way. Of course, that line where Pike goes, we have to go back, back to the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, Emma, so... Yeah, I didn't see this coming at all. Like, I knew he'd got slimed. But then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, there's 
the yeah. the there's one left. It's a bit like that was in, gone man juice. <laughs> it it's a bit like in Terminator Two where after they've destroyed the chip and the arm and everything, they say, "Oh, that's it. We've done it. It's the last chip." And Arnie says, "Like no, there is one more chip." So yeah, again, James Cameron's also, all over this. There's also another uh, signpost which he did, which I picked up on the second time when he says earlier, he goes. I will not kill them, but I will do what is necessary to protect yes. my crewmate. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Oh, oh, when I heard that the second time, goosebumps. I really did. Yeah, I, I was didn't like, even... Yeah, and you bloody well will. I didn't even pick up on that even the second time, you're right. Yeah, I thought that was just his pacifist thing yeah. coming in, but... But, like, he... And it, even then, where he, right. he's made this decision to sacrifice himself, they're all trying to talk him out of it, and he's yeah. going, it's like... I couldn't be the man I am with all my experiences if I didn't do this. Like he's yeah. describing why he's the guy who does this. Yeah, the chapel and the Benga was saying we can take them out, we can work out procedure. And he goes, I'm sure if you had the time you could. Yeah. But you haven't got the time. And he's also taking the time to compliment what a good doctor he is. That's yeah. what a nice guy is. Yeah. I think that was my board, sorry. Oh, we had no, some interference. No, I nudged it. I don't know what it was. Interference. That was my board. From the oh. gone. Um, yeah, and he... Oh, t- Gremlins in the Machine, you might say. Gremlins in the Machine. Oh, well, oh, oh I've accidentally... Well, when you have that one. I've accidentally <laughs> made a mistake on my board. Oh, there it is again. Oh, was that, was that number two, the new batch, was it? Yes, it was. Can you still hear me? Yes, we can hear yes. you. Um... Yeah, so it gives Ahura some parting advice as well, so that kind of ties up their their sort of mentor-student sort of relationship and everything. And, yeah, this is, as Elliot pointed out earlier on, we get a very Alien 3-like sacrifice yeah. where he has well, to... Yeah, it's it uh, just <coughs> dives off as the amount of a stout. Yeah. the end of Alien 3 with Ripley. I'd just like to check out a few things there. One is the fact that I did love the fact that he, um, that I was saying about like layering stuff before. And even though they do it a couple of times in this episode, they've so layered who he is and mm. what kind of character he is. So he is so apt to make the sacrifice. So everything plays into why he makes the sacrifice. Even though he wouldn't kill anyone else, he'd sacrifice himself. Yeah. And that was lovely. But I, I, I didn't even think of that um, Alien 3 parallel, which is there. But it's like, it did seem like a really nice way of having able to, like, you did see him, like, facing this white void where he kind of feels so at home. And then you just get to see him from a distance falling well, and you don't have to watch him die. It, it, it seems yeah, like a nice Yeah, it's very nice to the light because the light, there's lights pouring out from the ship in there. That it just falls. Yeah, it's a beautiful shot. And, you know, the shot doesn't look like the shot out of Alien 3, but the no. the gesture does. But the, um, the comparison is there. Definitely, the shot looks nothing like Alien yeah. 3. Um, and yeah, and you want you want to be able to feel like you see the moment of death without seeing it too graphically on this episode. Because yeah. like when I you have such a point of moment, you all want... over the rocks and, get, and well, exactly, it would would have bursted out of it. Yeah. would have taken away from his uh, noble sacrifice, but this yeah. was a nice way of gesturing and towards it. It does sort of go back to that bit at the beginning where it does seem like a throwaway thing that it, he's loving it, that it's all cold, but at the end, it, it's almost quite satisfying. You're like, oh, well, at least he got to go somewhere where he felt so at home and it was so yeah. beautiful for him. 
Um, so I think it's fair to say that despite not being in as many episodes, you feel this a little bit more than when some of the characters in Discovery died. You know, Arium, for example. Fair. Yeah. That, like, it just shows how much better written Strange New Worlds has been. In nine episodes, mm-hmm. we've had character. He hasn't even had a major his own episode. No, and he's there were a couple he's of been a, He's been there in all of them, but they've developed his character. It feels like in uh, Discovery, you would have written this episode without all the ones preceding it. Yes, yeah. uh, yeah. his character. So they do the oh my god, look, we really like this guy. They tell us at the beginning of the episode just to kill them, and it's like. That doesn't have the same gravitas if you build it up over no. nine episodes. Yeah. This is... But it was take a shock, of course. They've done such a good job of working on his character. And I heard nothing about him leaving the show. No, me neither. I think they've done well at keeping that very quiet. To say that they're currently filming season two... It's nearly finished, nearly finished. Unless yeah, they do... Yeah, we've seen of Kirk... Un- unless they do a shacks from Lower Decks and yes, he's fought his way back from the giant hamster wheel or well, whatever. Like you say, they haven't done Alien Resurrection in this episode, so maybe we'll <laughs> no, that, you, back. You're right, that could be it. That could we've the got search for Hemna. <laughs> we we've got that to look forward to, so um then <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's when they were doing the funeral and you heard that little sting they do, like Yeah. But they do say in sci-fi, no one is definitively dead. Yeah. There's oh is it uh, Ben Parker and there's someone else who's not allowed Oh, to it was the, the Marvel thing. They they used to say there were three, they said there was Uncle Ben, yeah, Bucky be the Flash. and Jean Grey. And it's like oh, and two, two of them have come back from the dead now, so it's only Uncle Ben. He's the only... Well, for a long time they said that in DC that they wouldn't bring back the Flash in the comics. Yeah, but... But, yeah. They have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My yeah. DC keeps resetting it, doesn't it, with these infinite crises yeah. and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so I think, yeah, Uncle Ben's the only truly dead Marvel character yeah. for now. Um, then, yeah, we get the final sort of bit with Spock, where he has a, a paddy after the funeral, and I thought him and Chapel were, well, you know, when... Yeah, when, when he hugs her. When he grabbed the hand, I was... For a second, like he's about to kiss her. Oh, I, I thought, yeah, I really felt but, the... They've been good yeah. at building the tension between them, but this one I was like, yeah, they're going to do it. But they didn't, so there we go. Again, well, I, I think we're heading towards why she goes off to Roger Corbin. Yeah, I think so. I think the she uh, gets fed up at being shunned by Spock. Yeah, I yeah, think I there's see some. That. If she went away and came back years later, that could reset the friendship. That's probably the most satisfying way they could do it. I'm thinking there's some heartbreak coming, and maybe Roger Corby's a rebound guy. And yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm putting any potential continuity issues to one side moment to moment i'm enjoying what they're doing with this at the minute and i'm still giving them benefit of the doubt that it's not going to destroy the universe when we get there can we also give a a little shout to debner's thing in the funeral like i i I felt this was a little bit dumb i'm sorry like i know it was a wonderful 
not Deppner, um, sorry, the Ortegas, uh, pardon me, Ortegas. When she's there at the funeral and she's going, it's like, uh, oh, I hate funerals. You know, if him were here, she, he'd say something funny and we'd laugh and it wouldn't feel like a funeral. If he was here, it wouldn't be a funeral. Sorry, that just... <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh, lieutenant there. So oh, yeah, think? yeah, it'd still be a funeral. It'd just be Duke's funeral. Yeah, so, I love okay, the What... And the answer, what's she saying then? Oh, if Emma was here, we wouldn't give a shit about these two. We'd just be large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make it much better. For a second there, you had me, Elliot. No, James has made a good point there. Yeah. Uh, like, do you think that she was giving a little foreboding when she goes, it was the best engineer I've ever served with? Oh, yeah. Do you think we're going to get Scotty come on board? Maybe, yeah. I'm wondering. what he was good. Is it too soon Ooh. for Scotty? I think it's too soon for Scotty. I I wouldn't Would mind you? if we get a different engineer that's not Scotty. Yeah, I'd be quite happy with that. Like, we know at some point it changes over to Kirk. And for, there's no reason that the entire crew gets rotated. No. You'd only no. have... You might have 20... Might have fifty crew members get changed with Kirk, mm. but you're not going to have everyone leaves the Enterprise when Pike retires. No, but it... I, I'm just thinking back to um, at least one kind of uh, book where they showed um, the first mission for Kirk, and I don't know. Maybe it's just like I am that geeky that I want because Scotty was on the ship when he came on, and that yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, and it if, would mirror that very nicely. If you but if you read. Kirk's autobiography. I think he he brings yeah. Scotty with he him. Because uh, yeah. you see, Scotty, don't, well, is it, if if you're going to ignore that though, Scotty is one of the ones who are more apt to be there already because yeah. he's an older crew member and he knows the ship. Well, yeah. as yeah. he says, like the back of his hand, you know. Yeah, and Apart so from the beam. Yeah, but that that was the new ship. He knows this one like the back of his hand. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't mind if we have a bit of a rotating thing of characters. Like, you also have this thing about Lan saying, "Well, I want to go find where, where Newt's family went, and it's like, I think they got killed by a face hugger, but you know, I'm not 100% No, she says sure. that she's got leads. That says she's got, got a lead. family out there, <laughs> but she might have to go outside Federation space. So are they writing Lan out if, for a bit? Well, I was wondering if... Um, Next season, you have to go rescue Lab. Maybe, yeah. So, well, apparently they penned a, sh- a, a, a scene after that where she does go off in the shuttlecraft, and you just hear from uh, Hemner's funeral. They're just playing New York, New York. So mm. it's a touching scene. I, I, it's a shame they dropped it. Yeah, I, I think what actually happens though is she goes off in a shuttlecraft, and it crashes on like a prison planet, and she has to shave her head. And another one of the Gorns somehow got there and it's it's killing people. But because it's a prison planet, they haven't got any weapons and things. So they have to, like, I don't know, like, trap it in a big iron press or something like that. Uh, you know, I, I think And then they line up the hexagonal um, little um, escape pods, which they hide in earlier. They line them up to make Hemna's face. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah, it can all happen. Um, and then Ahura right at the end has a good look at the comms console and we get the Star Trek fanfare. Yeah, um, I like. like I think that was her deciding that she's yeah, staying in Starfleet. I think so. Oh, obviously, yeah. She's decided that's the place. And I know I'm just a complete sucker for this sort of stuff, but you, 
you show something iconic, you play the Star Trek fanfare, you've pretty much got me. It doesn't... I'm yeah, not saying yeah. this isn't good, but it doesn't have to be good to get me, you know, but th- this was good. But I almost wanted that to happen a series later just to, sh- you know, have... Like, I really mm. liked her doing different jobs and experiencing different things to become a horror. I think... Um, yeah, I'm sure they I... can still do that, but it was like, okay, well, one series... I mean, like you said... You play that fanfare, you have her wistfully looking at her station, which is going to be hers. But, like, yeah, could have pulled the taffy on that bit longer. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe she doesn't take up that position. It's just she's decided that's the girl. I don't I yeah. don't know. Um, so... Well, I think this is where she's made the decision. Yeah. yeah. Now, for next week, then... I do want to change my bet to an ensemble rather than an Ortegas episode... But I know that if I do that, it is going to be an Ortegas episode. <laughs> so, you know what? At the risk of not getting it right, I'm going to stick with Ortegas episode. I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm going to go with uh, uh, number one episode. Oh. And, and number one in Lan. What? Because number one goes to find Lan because she's gone missing off the radar. Oh, and that'd be like a bit of symmetry because Lan kind of rescued number <laughs> one in the first episode. Yeah. You know what? I haven't, I purposely, like always, haven't watched anything about the next episode, but I did see a picture online which leads me to believe what it might be. Do you want me to say what I've seen or keep it quiet? If it's a Gremlins joke, then you can tell no, us. It's, it's, if it's <laughs> not a Gremlins joke, keep it to yourself. Yeah, Phoebe Cates is yeah, finally I, I in an episode. Anything, so. <laughs> no, there was a picture which revealed a guest appearance next week. Uh, right. And all I'm saying is I, I will choose to believe it's going to be ensemble, maybe get a bit towards Pike. Okay. But uh, it's assisted by a photo I've seen, unfortunately. Right. Which I do try and avoid. Well, like, there's sure. one thing about this episode that did disappoint me. Yeah. When the original mission was to go to K7. Oh, yeah, we didn't get to see K7. I just wanted to... I was... Even if we just got a little scene of the Enterprise there, Mm. and maybe they had... Somehow they got a radio message out and they had to shoot back to try and rescue them. Yeah. Or even them just heading over the bit going... And how they'd remastered it. Yeah, like a modernised version of the stage. Yeah. That would have been cool. Maybe this is the thing, we get a tease this week and then we see it, like, maybe next season. But, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I think I would have been like you. Maybe just them um, going, like, so there's your part. Anyway, back to the Enterprise. And then you see it leaving K7. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been probably didn't want to spend the money on one scene. <laughs> you know? But it, it's one of them that, like, k is sort of one of those iconic... Yeah. Well, an iconic space station, as I was saying, spaceship, but it's iconic... Oh, definitely, yeah. And they've got to stick with the spirit of what it was. Yeah, they've got to keep the shape. It's got to be recognisable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Got to be understandable that they'll modernise it, which is, it's a difficult line to tread, is that? Oh, it is. It is. It's like, you know, the Daleks, for instance, they always have to pretty much look the same. But if you look at the original Daleks and then what they did in the new series, they have made them just look a bit, better you know a bit yeah more and they tried that new daleks paradigm didn't they and that lasted for two minutes of one episode and we've never seen them again i i saw moffat speaking about that live uh when they were launching uh i think it might have been the first series or second series with um capaldi and he's asked about that he goes no you know what it just didn't work like they look great 
when we were drawing them. It looked great when they were being manufactured. And we saw them on the screen and they sucked. You know, who's perfectly yeah. honest about it? Because that's why we wrote them. Why do you think you never saw them again apart from the background of a few shots? Like, yeah. It just didn't work. Yeah. It's a brave bear. It's brave to actually come out and say that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't say Chibnall said that about the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we won't get on to that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so any last thoughts on this one then before we wrap up? Uh, this felt like a season finale. Yes. And it's going to be interesting. Yes, it did. What they're going to do for the season finale. Because, mm-hmm. like, we lost a, a character we don't... In nine episodes, we'd all come to love. Yeah. We've had another character go off on a side mission mm-hmm. that may be some time. We've had a humorous sort of... Yet, she is staying in Starfleet. She's not leaving. Mm-hmm. This felt like a season finale. You're right, it did. It felt like it were tying up a few loose ends. It brought back, effectively, the big bad of the season. You know, we've yeah. had two appearances, which, what, uh, what's that, two out of ten, so yeah, 20% of the time. So, yeah, you're right, it did, and it does make you wonder what we're going to do next week. I wonder if... It's going to be less an action episode and more maybe a diplomacy one to well, sort of bring us full circle from the first episode. I don't well, know. That's why I was thinking that they'd maybe have to go at, uh, rescue Lan from wherever, she, wherever she's gone. But that could be sort of like the last five, ten minutes of it yeah. for a cliffhanger. Yeah, absolutely. You've got mute. I think what's possible with this one because, as you say, they've wrapped so much up in this episode. Is you do an episode where it leads on to the next series, so you do a really nice cliffhanger, yeah. and you've got yeah. so many thread lines which are still active, which you so you can pick up with Lan and have her doing her mission. Maybe she either completes it and comes back just for the end, like showdown, whatever that is in this episode. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe that's led on to next series as well. I just think there's so much like they've got Cyborg out there that's been mentioned, so that could be the focus of the yeah. last episode leading on to him being a main character in the second series. There are some really exciting things I think you could do with it, but yes, you're right, Elliot. Given this episode was so strong as a season finale, basically, yeah. if the next one doesn't nail it, it'll look like the poorer cousin because of that, like, so yeah. they really have to. This, it, that's one of the scary things, because so far this is... Nine solid episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to say eight like, and a half. I, I still we, disagree with that one where where they didn't win. Where like effectively the Enterprise didn't do anything. I still for me that was not a solid hit. Which one? The one where like at the end the kids like plugged into the machine and uh, Pike just ends with a shot of Pike sulking yeah, basically. I still thought they that lost. was a really good episode. Mm. To me, I didn't. I didn't like. I don't want an episode where. Starfleet and, and the Enterprise out and out losers, and it felt like Did that's you ever used to watch Terror Hawks? <laughs> no, I, I know there's there's shows which do that. I just, for no, me, it's like it was a big deal with Terry Hawks that you didn't always win at the end of an episode, sure. It, and there are was, shows like and, that, and they also used to finish it where they lost in the game of Knots and Crosses as well, <laughs> yeah. And they're sometimes lost in the games of Knots and Crosses by them cheating. I'm just saying, there are some shows where I can buy that. Like, with the boys, it's brilliant. Like, I don't know how the boys now 
turns it into a positive for our heroes because pretty much they've lost all series, but they've kept it really engaging because that show can do that. Star Trek isn't that for me, unless it's like a part of a two-parter or anything, but that seemed, that at least was a standalone episode at the moment. And I don't yeah. think you could say that it like, paid off. I'm quite sure we'll get at some point a previously. The, yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm just thinking they should have done an episode where Columbo doesn't win. Like, <laughs> it should turn out that he's just been harassing someone constantly who didn't actually do it. And as a result, the person who actually did it's gotten away. <laughs> because I maintain that Columbo is not that good a detective. He just knows who's done it and then harasses them until they confess. There's Firstly, no... Jim, shut your whole mouth. Columbo is a genius. Well, Secondly, actually, that is how he died. It's a wonderful. He just picked the wrong guy to yeah. follow all episode and he just got. I've just got one more question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just one more thing. <gasps> oh, it wasn't you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So I think that about does us for this week then. So we'll be back to um, talk about the are we, season. Are we going to have a bet? How many MPs have resigned while we've been there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for anyone following UK politics, the world could be quite different now that we're finished recording. <laughs> I, I just like to, to say what an ending to the episode of Retrekker would be. It's like, ah, Johnson's quit. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, not that um, we're political here or anything. Not at all. So, yeah, if you want to get in touch with us about Star Trek or even about um, the current state of the UK political world. Or aliens. Or aliens. Or gremlins. gremlins. Or you know or what? Terminator. Anything. Anything or geeky. Gremlins. Gremlins. <laughs> it's indeed. all about the gremlins, I'm telling you. So, yeah, you can hit us up on Twitter. We're at RetrekPod. You can email us, RetrekPod at gmail.com. You can check out these videos on YouTube as well as Elliot's model building videos, which is under Retrek Model Studios. Dr. Squeeze lighting up the airwaves on what's the name of the radio station? It is SW20, the new sound of South Wales. Um, and uh, this Thursday, actually, if you want to join me tomorrow at, uh, I'm not going to forget the time, I think it's 6.30, but please do look it up. I'm interviewing um, uh, Darcy Weir, who's talking about his documentary about cryptocurrency, which will then be on my radio show Ooh. next Tuesday, 6 to 8. Um, yeah, I've, I've been watching the documentary. It really is fascinating, and it just breaks down what cryptocurrency is. I must admit, even though I think this does one of the best jobs of breaking it down, it's still one you have to listen all the way through because cryptocurrency is bloody complicated. Yeah, I don't get it. Even if people break it down. No, but I like, don't get it. It's one of those things whereby <laughs> this is the best stab at breaking it down. And it does make sense, but you've got to kind of watch it. Yeah. Uh, so, like, when you're usually ch- checking your phone, you, you pause the thing because, <laughs> you know, you, you can't miss a second. Otherwise, it will be Greek. But, um, yeah, please do join us. It's going to be a blast. And... And thanks for trekking with us this time. We'll see you next time on the Retrek. Thank L-L-A-P. you. L-L-A-P. They're on the wing. <laughs> <laughs>